1: Encouragement and empowerment are our business, and this is what we do. Greetings and welcome to Conversations with Miss Mary podcast episode 71 presented by From Victim to Victory. I am Miss Mary, your host, and our mission is to share good news. You're not a victim. You are victorious. You can live an abundant life victoriously. Our goal is to help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we do on this weekly podcast, encouraging everyone to live their best life by possessing the holistic approach, making a lifestyle of positively feeding spirit, mind, and body. Simply put, I love to say encouragement and empowerment are our business, and this is what we do. Alrighty, let's take it to the throne of Grace. Precious Father, thank you once again. You have blessed us to see this glorious day. Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we thank you for our listeners. We thank you for our guests. And Father, we thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for our families. And Father, thank you for being the great provider that you are. Now, Father, we're so thankful that we have come to have more wisdom, Father, about taking care of our lives and living this victorious life and abundant life that you have planned for us to live. We are celebrating our men, Father God. <laughs> We're celebrating our fathers. So it is a celebration. Of course, every day is a celebration. So we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And as we leave, Father, we ask that you continue to just empower us, Father God, that we might be Use what you have given us and what is imparted in us, Father. We pray, oh God, that you continue, Father God, that you will, Father God, to just open our hearts and our minds and let us, Father God, live that life that you have planned for us to live. Lord, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We give it all back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All righty. So, um... Listeners, I want to thank you, first of all, for taking the time to tune in and listen to our podcast each week. We thank our new listeners for joining us, and um, before we get started with our conversation today, I want to suggest you grab a pen and paper or computer tablet or whatever it is you use to take notes, um, because I do want to emphasize that this is an educational podcast once again. And, um, so you probably want to take some good notes. Okay. righty, listeners. I am so excited. You know, I usually am, but I guess I could use ecstatic. I am <laughs> ecstatic today. And, um, as you know, in this month, we're now in the month of June. And, um, this is the month that marks the halfway point of the year. And uh, in June, I always see June as a transitional month. The season changes, and we say hello to summer, and our activities change. And it is one of my favorite months because we get to acknowledge our fathers, and I am certainly a daddy's girl. Well, really, my sisters, all of us are daddy's girls. Um, So Father's Day, uh, yes, it's the third Sunday Every year in June. And so we are acknowledging our fathers. And um, so this whole month from Victim to Victory is focusing. I'm happy to say I'm so excited. I'm loving it. We are focusing on our fathers and our men celebrating um, all our fathers and our men. And so we are calling this month Men's Month. And uh, I just, as I said, I just loving it. So on this podcast and the rest of this month, um, my guests will be men. Now, last week, we kicked it off with Dr. Um, Williams, Dr. Waletha Williams, one of my associates from Exingler. I was with us, um, she was my guest, and um, and that was due to my, of course, it's always my pleasure to have Dr. Williams join, join us, and we talked about uh, mental uh, and emotional health and our taking care of our physical health, taking care of ourselves, and so it was a great conversation, but that was actually due to my uh, not-so-good planning that she was with me um, the first week of June. But, you know, the time is moving so fast. And uh, with pre-recording, that sort of throws me off. So the month of June just sort of slipped up on me. But now I'm getting it back on track. And so, as I said, the rest of the month, we're going to uh, hear from our men. So, um, now let me just say this. I am um, not talking about uh, any men. Yes, any man. I am talking, we're going to be talking about real men. And I put emphasis on the real men because, in my opinion, and from my perspective, as we look at the world that we're living in, many people have it twisted about what real men are. Um, And they really do not know what being a real man is all about. And so you know, like making a baby is not being a real man. A lot of boys are making babies these days. We, we're clear about that. And real men who become fathers, also, we're talking about real men now. They take care of their children, and they don't depend on others to do to do it. Some. Uh, And I understand that now uh, sometimes in life things happen, like health issues or unforeseenable job losses. In other words, real men don't shift their responsibility. They take responsibility. They look for opportunities to make things happen. And being a real man is not determined by the type of job he has, the size of his house, the size of his bank account, or the automobile that he drives you see that, as I said, the world uh, has a whole different um, perspective. And some, some, some people have a different perspective. So uh, the world has it twisted, as I like to say. So this month, listeners, we're going to hear from some real men who are fathers living an abundant life. And they're going to share their journey because this does not just happen overnight. Uh, No, it doesn't happen overnight, it's a process. Living life victoriously is a process, and that is why God has entrusted Miss Mary. That is the vision that he has given and entrusted me. I don't know why because I don't know what I'm doing, but once again, he's in control. You all hear me say that often. I'm very clear on who's in control, and uh, once again, he has given us that. That's our goal and our mission, and that is the vision he has given me to educate people in living an abundant life because that is what his plan is for us and so we need to know this plan and once again it's here why we're here on earth now and we see the time it's not our time it's a gift so it's important what we do with it so we need to know how to live our lives abundantly so joining me today is my guest uh, is Mr. Alvin Carey and it is not his first time. He is one of my business associates from my econ and um, let me tell you a little bit more about Mr. Carey, just a little bit because he's going be we're gonna be getting to know him as we go through this um, podcast with him. So Mr. Alvin Carey is co-founder and chairman of My econ Inc. Based in Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Carey has been in the financial services and marketing industry for over 34 years. He has helped thousands of, pe- thousands of people excuse me, reach their personal goals and become personal financially successful in the marketing industry. Mr. Carey is known as a millionaire producer. All righty, so, Mr. Carey, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule, joining me. I really appreciate it. I am feeling, you know, I always feel so humble <laughs> to have you join me. So, uh once again, welcome, and welcome back. Welcome back. So, well, thank you, Larry.
0: Uh, what Mary. What a great day it is. First of all, this is a day that the Lord has made, and we should choose. I choose this daily to be happy and rejoice. And no matter what the world say, I choose before I ever look outside my door of my bedroom. I choose before I ever listen to what the news media has to say. I listen before I ever listen to what anyone in my life and around me on social media or family and friends calling me. When I wake up, I give God thanks. The very first thing in the morning opening my eyes and then i say to him i choose this day whatever the day is i'll say that today june the 4th to be happy i choose this day happy i choose this day to serve you i choose this day to let my light so shine that the world will see and know that i serve an awesome god and i'm not ashamed of the testimony of serving my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the day that you have made, and I will bless the Lord at all times. This is how I start my day. Before I ever come outside of my bedroom, before I ever turn the TV on, before I turn the phone on, before I do anything, I'm going to make a positive testament to God that I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to let what the news media say. Because many times when we turn the news media on, we see and hear things that we don't like. It may be something very negative went on during the night. Most nights, uh, so many crime, and especially around this city like Atlanta and probably most other big cities, crime is just out of control. So if you let your day be dictated by what the news media say, you're going to have a bad day most days. If you let your day be dictated, by what someone say on social media, you're going to have a bad day. If you let your day be dictated by what the traffic around the metro area is doing, you're going to have a bad day. So I choose today, June 4, 2021, to have a great day in Jesus' name. Thank you.
1: Amen. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. That's a wonderful way, Mr. Carey, to start it off. And I'm glad you said about starting off your day. Uh, Mr. Carey, what I would like to do, because I was really praying about it and the Holy Spirit gave me this, is um, we educate uh, from victim to victory each week. Our podcast, um, we educate in five areas uh, that God had given me uh, for us to educate in. And um, that's what our Team Victory team does each week. Um, So I sort of prioritized um, in uh, the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit gave me to prioritize them. And so for each of those areas, I am um, just asking you to, as we talk about, um, you know, being... Uh, living life uh, abundantly, and he get and, and let me say this, listeners, Mary, Miss Mary didn't pick. God chose. He dri- <laughs> He gave me the people to ask. So, um, these are the men, that's what he said, these are the men who are living life abundantly and victoriously. So, um, And this week, I'll tell you each week who they are. Um, So today, Mr. Alvin Carey, once again, is joining me. And so, Mr. Carey, I'm going to ask you to start off in the area of um, spiritual wellness. Spiritual wellness. Okay,
0: thank you. I would say, number one, uh, the Word of God says, I wish above all day that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospers. Well, first of all, we must understand for our soul to process, this is something I had to learn, is that I have to do more than go to church. I grew up all of my life going to church, and I went to different denominational churches throughout my life. I grew up as a Presbyterian. I went to many days to the Baptist and to the Methodist denominational churches. And while I heard a lot of preaching, I heard a lot of singing, I did not engross myself. I'm not putting any blame on them. I'm simply saying I did not engross myself into the word. So for me, what I had to do as I became a man and when I left home and now I walked away from the church for a while, and when I came back, I went into a church where I focused on the man of God that was teaching people to focus on studying god's word and learning to apply god's word for their own for the for themselves and so i began about 35 years ago really really to study god's word and i began to make myself to heal my spirit inside and to become that spirit man of what i was reading and studying to the best of my ability to become see before i could become prosperous god told me i had to surrender surrender my will because many of us men, and especially baby boomers men, because that is what I am, we were taught some hardcore issues about what a man is supposed to do. And that is affecting all of our lives. It's affecting our children and grandchildren mm-hmm. today because many of our grandchildren are not what we call men because of these hardcore uh, definitions that we were taught that a man, man was supposed to be. And even though we were taught that a man was supposed to go to church, we weren't really taught. And I know many of my medical for over the 35 years I've been doing this. They were taught to go to church, but now they were not taught that they were absolutely supposed to measure themselves by the word of God as to whether they were a man or a good man or this man or that man. And so I wish above all things. That thou mayest prosper. So, in order for the prosper in your soul, I believe as a man of God, you must be the leader in your household. You must be the leader to take that word and lead your family and studying the Bible and getting to know God and building a relationship in your home with your wife and children. I'm a father of three children. Now, if you meet my children, they will tell you growing up through the years, their father got up morning after morning for the last 30, 25 years. So I didn't do it day one, but probably the last at least 20, 30 years, I would say right now. I got them prayed with them every morning before they left Mm -hmm. the house. And I continue to do that today. i never leave my home without whatever the family is, Mm -hmm. now me and my wife, we collectively come together and pray together. We pray individually, but we pray together before we leave our home. I did that with my children, When they were very young, I started doing that. When I started to understand the word, to pray over my children before they walk out of the house, that they were going Mm -hmm. to have a blessed day, that they were going to be safe, that the angels was going to protect them and watch over. As men, we must take the lead in leading our families to a spiritual place.
1: Powerful. That is so awesome. That's so powerful. And I think... One of the things with it, because I'm in that generation, Mr. Carey, right along with you, that baby boomer generation. And I remember growing up, the one thing that um, we have to learn is so important in teaching our children is to read, like you said, to read the word. We went to church. They took us to church. And um, we sat in church, but I, cause I know I did not tell the story, I did not like reading the Bible. I didn't understand all those these, those, and those. And so I didn't read Sunday school. And I, I love Sunday school. I would not miss Sunday school because it, it, it not, that's where I got my foundation from, really. Um, my spiritual roots as far as the word. Um, So it is so important that we teach our children to read the word for themselves. And now it's no excuse because we got Bible, everything. We got all the different versions. So I love reading the word now. So that is once again, so, so key. Um, Thank you um it's great great very powerful on spiritual wellness and I'm going to back up a minute because I should have asked this question I had it down but I really want to go back and ask this um uh, Mr. Carey what does what does um uh, living an abundant and victorious life mean to you what does that mean to you
0: okay that's a great question uh Ms. Mary I really believe Number one, uh, when I was younger, and again, as I have aged and evolved and all of that, uh, I had one idea. So I'll back up to when I was a teenager. I grew up in northern Mississippi, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And during the '60s, when I was a young child, I had this idea. I want to be rich. I want to be living in Atlanta i want a wife i want this i want that i knew some material of things that i wanted in my life i knew that and so as i got older and i started to work in life i didn't see how i was going to get those things done so i tried to think of different ways uh that i could go about getting it done and as a man i thought about legal and illegal ways of trying to how you could get something done but i never could because i did grow up in a church I could not just wrap around, I'm going to do something illegal. So I thought about, what do I do? So what it means to me is that we have to be fully, fully, fully committed in all the areas of our lives. See, we have to be a whole person in our household. It is very important to me as a, as a father that I was engaged in my children's lives. It is very, very important to me that I have been engaged in my wife's life. My wife and I have been married for forty-two to two years, and we have done all kinds of things together as a husband and wife. So from a holistic point of view, mm-hmm. it is more than just money. Mm-hmm. Yes, God has blessed us to make money, but before we made money, I did understand I wanted to be engaged in my children's life. And so when they, when they were very young, I was very involved in my children's life. I was very, very, you talked about earlier you and your sisters being baddest girl. I only have one daughter. My daughter is uh, in her early 40s now. She's the oldest of my children. But she is such a baddest girl, and she has been that because earlier in her life, I just embraced her and shielded her and protected her. And she and I was talking this morning about the effect of what happened to her versus some of her cousins who grew up in a home with a father that loved her and nurtured her and guided her. So through that guidance, she became an attorney and all of that, many of her cousins did not. I'm not here speaking negatively about them, but many of them had children at early ages and did different things. And I'm not trying to boast or brag, but my daughter did not because she had a father and she wanted to not disappoint her father and, and, mm-hmm. and, and things that she was doing. So that holistic approach must be more about having a completeness in a family. So to me, that must mean God. That must mean wholeness in your family, working to understand, number one, your relationship with God. Number two, your relationship with your family. And number three, then you build whatever business, whatever you're going to do. It doesn't mean that you have to make millions of dollars to be financially successful or abundant. It simply Mm -hmm. means that you have to have enough income and a a willingness to live within the means of whatever income you have. I've seen many people who didn't earn a million dollars or didn't even earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, but they had a great quality of life Mm -hmm. because they lived within their financial means. Let Let me just give a quick example. I know this is kind of long, but I want to give a quick example. If someone, earns, let's say they earn $1,000 a week. That's $4,000 a month. That person need to understand how to live on about six dollars or $700 a week, and that means that that's their lifestyle. They need to understand how to give a part of that money to a and offering. They need to understand they need to save and prepare for their family. And if they learn to live that way, they can be okay. They don't need to move into a house that's going to cost them uh, $2,000 a month. They only make four. They don't need to try to drive. You mentioned this earlier. They don't need to try to drive the latest, greatest luxury car. They can drive a nice car and be happy. So a person should be happy with whatever financial means they have because everybody don't desire to be a big businessman. I have to come to accept that. Everybody don't desire to be a lawyer or a doctor. I have to come to accept that. But what we must do... It's whatever it is we desire because it takes all these different areas to make up this economy. Then we need to be happy with that. But we need to put God first, family second, and then our career third. And then I believe we'll live a life of abundance.
1: Yeah. That's what it is. Powerful. That is powerful. All righty, Mr. Kerry. Okay, moving forward. We're going to go to the area of uh, next emotional and mental wellness goes together.
0: Okay, emotional and mental wellness. What is emotional and mental wellness? Okay, to me, number one, of course, I uh, was speaking with one of my sons earlier today, and uh, he is my second child. Uh, I did this. I won't say I didn't do this because I was a young man when he was born, and I taught him that he was supposed to fight, and he was supposed to do anything, and so he went through all of his life, especially for the first. Uh, hmm. Now I'm, I'm moving from when he was a little boy, started fighting out five or six years old, and he fought all the way that he was 30 years old. He's uh, he's very this today too. He fought all the way that he was uh, 30 years old almost. I mean, he would just if you say something to him, that emotion just just took over, and uh, he would pop you in the mouth, or he'd jump on you, he'd beat you down, do whatever. That emotion, that was an emotion that controlled him because I had taught him. Now, remember, I changed along the way. I spent 15 of those years trying to tell him, look, son, daddy messed up. You need to stop fighting. Have you think about it. But I had put it in him at such a young age that he he just kind of had to grow through it. And So today he doesn't do that now, but this morning he was dealing with an issue. And he called me this morning, you know, and stuff. And I'm very blessed that my children is still called me And they said, that was the thing. And he said, he, he, he was emotional this morning. And I said, son, get out of your emotions. Get out of your emotions. Get out of your emotions. Do not let those emotions take you. So you got to, if you're going to have emotion and mental wellness, you're going to have to have something that you're going to stand on. As I said earlier, okay, if you're going to stand on the word of God, if you're going to choose God, Yes, some issues going to happen that's going to make you emotional. But then if you say, what does God say? That I'm going to go back to God's word and I'm going to stand on God's word because God said, he, he blessed me with all these things. He, he, he gave me everything that that word said. So I need to know the word well enough so I can go find scripture. And one of the things you mentioned earlier, it's so very key. I am not a high-tech person, but I do know how to go, to, go on my phone to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I have the King James Version there, and I have the NIV Version downloaded on my on my phone. And I do know how to type in a couple of little things and pull up a scripture if I wanted to pull it up fairly quick. So because you, you made that statement, it doesn't take much to do the Bible and have a cost of that. It doesn't take very much of anything now. If a person just uses their phone, if they know a little All bit right. about it, they can research that and find that scripture. So now if you, to deal with that emotion, to deal with that emotion, you must say, okay, let me get some words. And what does the word say? Because your emotions is going to tell you you are supposed to do this. Your emotion says, wait a minute, you're trying to play me, doc. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resort back to, you must think I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm going to resort back. Now, if you resort back to that, this is going to mess up all of these last 10 years you've been working on your life. If you go put your hands on somebody. I told him this a long time ago when he saw me change. Because he, he was measuring manhood the same way I measured it. I son, it takes way more strength to be a man of God and to handle it God's way than it does uh, to handle it the way that I told you. It it's going take no strength for a man or anybody, not a woman, anybody. Hmm. It don't take no strength to hit somebody in the mouth, slap them, pop them, stomp them, kick them. That don't take strength. It takes strength to refrain from that emotion. Yes. And to walk away from it and then handle it God's way. And God's way would be, in my opinion, He's got no way in the Bible that we should handle We should do it in love. And even if we needed to, we could resort to legal or whatever. Then God would have us do that. But He would not not have us. it be abusive. So emotions, we must master our emotions. And to me, the only way to have that emotional and mental wellness is if we would then study to show ourselves approved. So we can rightfully divide the word, and in any moment, at any time, when emotions is playing with us, we need to make sure that we have some God's word on that. And then that will give us stability. Because the word of God is everything in my life, and I have made it that and chose to make it that, as I said, roughly 35 years ago. And I think if anybody chooses that, that, all these other things will be added unto you if you choose those things the the word of god and then you work at these other things we can talk about money but if you work at that you can have that you can do that's that's pretty easy to do if your root is fixed then the tree will produce what it's supposed to do
1: amen wonderful another powerful powerful nugget all righty um so is that your mental, your emotional and mental?
0: I would say the emotion and mental, it really is the same to me, basically. Okay. I think they really, I think they really are. Because, it, again, if I can control my emotion, then my mental peace, I'm I have mental peace if I can control It's emotion, I think, that gets most people out of it. Think about this. I, 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 I use this example, and you may have heard me use it, in some of my other teachers. I always say God gave us uh, gave us two big E. He gave men what he called what the big E called ego, and he gave woman the big E we call emotion. Now they are the same thing, but when men get mad, you and I have seen this. They <laughs> say I don't care what it takes. I'm just going. They'll, they'll tap anything. They'll go. They'll go out. they fight. They'll do anything. That means, because their ego is in the way. If you, mm-hmm. if you threaten what they call their manhood, and a woman, when she get hurt and her emotions get moving, she would do exactly the same thing. She may do it a different way. She may go break up stuff in her house because she's emotionally hurt. And so to me, those things, that mentally, if you can control that, you will control all the other stuff in your life because mm-hmm. that emotion is what move people in my mind to make all of these poor decisions, which is a ripple effect to having Mm. the negativities in the other areas of their life. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Mm. Feed in the flesh is a big tool the devil uses. Feed in the flesh. (laughs) We feed in our flesh. (laughs) That's the
0: perfect, perfect, perfect word for it. Yes. Thank you.
1: Ah, Thank you. All righty, moving on, Mr. Kerry, let's go to our physical wellness.
0: Okay, now you got me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I was, again, I was born and raised in northern Mississippi. My mother had 10 children. So my mother raised us on a farm and father raised us on a farm. I was raised with my mother and father all the days of my life. And until they recently passed a few years back now. Uh, but they raised us on a farm. So we had plenty of food. So I ate mm-hmm. anything I wanted to eat. So my mother... To care for us and feed us she fed us heavy doses of starch as an example we got up and we had rice and biscuits most mornings for breakfast with heavy doses of just pure sugar the preserves and jellies she made was just pure sugar well working on the farm I didn't gain any weight but once I got in business <laughs> I had this way all my life so once I got in business I kept eating this way. Now, I got in business in nineteen late 1986, early 19, 18, 1987. So I kept eating this way. I would say by the time I got in business, I'd been through the military and I'd done some different things. I was 30 years old. I was probably 195, 200 pounds. In the last 30 years, I gained almost 100 pounds. I got up to red 300 pounds, so my physical physique, being kind of tall, people said, well, you don't really look bad, you are, you are, uh, tall, but I was totally out of control, I was way over what my body mass was supposed to be, and so I told myself for years that I was going to lose weight. And I challenged myself in different ways, and I would lose weight for a little while, and I would gain back, lose weight, and gain back. And so last year, uh, I started having a couple of little health challenges, and I saw people in my family and many other people in the African-American community, especially, taking all kind of medication. And some of my family members were taking 10, 12 pills a day. And I thought, I do not want to be that person. And so as I'm pro- approaching my mid-60s, I said, I'm going to get this weight off me. Now, this happened right before the pandemic. So for me to deal with that physical wellness there, I had a personal health coach because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. See, people, we sometimes fool ourselves that we can do certain things on our own, but we can't. Here's why. I'd already told myself for the last 20 years that I would get the weight off and didn't. If I was going to get it off, I would have got it off with the coach. So someone yeah. told me one day, they said, you don't need to hire no coach. I said, yes, I do. You don't need to tell me what I need to do. Stop telling me I look good because I don't look good. I'm 300 pounds. I don't look good. I'm way overweight. <laughs> Stop telling me that. Stop feeding. See, because now you feed this ego, and this ego's doesn't say, yeah, you know, I ain't really all of that. <laughs> and so I started last January, and so the pandemic came in March, and when the pandemic came, I said, oh, this, this is something. I didn't know what it was, but I made up my mind. I said, doing this pandemic, I'm going to get this weight down to my ideal weight. So I am not going to wait. That's because when I was on the road, I was in sale. You know, I'm in sales, So I would eat all kind of weight because I'm out on the road doing all kind of things. And I would not get my weight under control because I was eating late nights and eating anything that I want to eat. I'd listen to folks at all, you ain't all that big. But I kept buying bigger and bigger suits every year. Well, since the January of 2020 to today, I'm probably down 45 pounds. And I can't wear none of them big suits I used to wear. They all of them, far too big for me, and I'm glad to have that, And so I still have about another 30 pounds I'm looking to get off me. And I'm working on that now that that will happen before the end of this year, that I'll be back to my idea weight. And so I've hired coaches to help me with that because, see, physically, things that we cannot do on our own, we need physical coaches to help us with that because they can hold us accountable. We need someone to hold us accountable. See, think about the reason most people get up and go to a job every day it's because the job holds them accountable. If the mm. job, think about it, most people don't even try to build a business. Because they know they ain't got much discipline. They go build no business on their own. They take care of their family and feed house and clothes themselves. They ain't going to spend no eight hours, 10, 12 hours a day doing it. But if the job tells them to come in, no matter what the circumstances is, the job says, you got to be here at this time. They trying to get there so they can hit that clock, hit that computer, do whatever they got to do to be in there because they want and need that job. So the job is holding them accountable. So from a physical base, I had to be with. I am very disciplined in the business arena and doing what I'm supposed to do. I get just, I don't have a lot of patience for people when they make an appointment with me and don't show up. Whether that's on Zoom, whether that's in live or whatever, I ain't got a lot of patience with that. So I was like, I'm just No, I'm disciplined. I was so that I came through this baby boomer generation. I've been taught to work. I work hard. And God has prospered me and blessed me financially. And I thought everybody ought to be that way. And I thought people were not And so it frustrated me. But then God had to show me, Alan, Why you don't get the weight off you then? I was doing the same thing in the physical field of weight loss as people were doing in the financial field. Because many of the people that don't know anything about finances, they were much more distant. As an example, my brother, he don't know anything about finances. But I have watched my brother up close and personal for the last 30 plus years. When he came out of college, he moved to the state I was staying in at that time with me, Washington State. And at that time, he got a job and then he went on and got his own place. Then when I moved to Georgia, shortly after that, he moved to Georgia and he... Got a job here and he but I've watched my brother up close and personal for the last thirty five years. He will not put anything in his body. He only eats what he wants to eat when he wanna eat it. Don't matter if we go to the barbecue, don't matter if we go wherever. And that is a discipline. I said, Well, mm-hmm. he whooped me at that. I might whoop him over here in this arena, but he whooped me at that. And so I say, for the physical side, we must Understand that we must be in good health. Well, to be in good health is going to require us to eat right. It's going to require us to work out. It's going to require us to get proper rest. These are things that you can, you cannot have physical health well-being if you will not do those things. Now I've I've read that over the years. I've read all of that before I hired a coach. But if you are not disciplined enough to do it on your own, then you need to hire a coach. And so once I accepted that and started living and let someone else tell me, you know me, Miss Mary, I think I know a lot. <laughs> I had to submit to someone else to lead me in that arena and in that arena. And I, I'll be, I, I won't say this, but we're talking about me in society. 2020, January, every person that I've had to submit to in that arena has been a lady leading and helping me in my weight loss. i so had three different weight uh, uh, health coaches in this time frame, and all of them have been ladies. And they, I've said, okay, because again, we talk about men. And our egos and all of that. stuff. So all these things tie together. It's not lost on the fact that I know that this is not lost. I know God did this to say, okay, you need to do this. And so all of these people have been great women that I've been working with and doing. I tried it with one, started last year, and then... We had a ninety-day program that went well, and then she said, "You've done on your own." I didn't do it on my own. <laughs> then I came up with another one, and she was so she was away out of town, so I didn't stick to that. And then I just got me a local program, and all of my programs Or now I'm working with women, and my wife has joined me in this journey, and we submit to these programs. So men, there's nothing wrong with it. God gave you certain strength; He gave women certain strength. And I'm not saying that a man can't do it, but I am saying for me, God sent this to me this way. Mm -hmm. And so, physical, we need to have, again, these things I believe you must have. I believe you must eat right. I believe you must sleep right. I believe you must work out. And if you do those things, you will have good success. And you'll be, as the scripture says, you will have a just and proper weight.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Mr. Carey. That is awesome. Um, I wanna say to those listeners who are saying, Well, I don't have that money to hire a, a professional um to help me, uh, coach. Uh but once again, we you know we educate a lot that on um our health and um wellness, eating and drinking our water, all you hear that all the time on um this podcast. And we have what we call great support groups. <laughs> Dr. Webbs talked about the metrics last week. We have great support groups. So there are other ways. But once again, um, Mr. that was Mr. Carey's way. And God will give you a way. The key thing is making the decision and having the determination to do it. That's what I heard through that whole conversation. Is when making that again. decision. And God will <laughs> give you a way once again, to do it, and you'll be able to do it.
0: Can I add just real quick, Ms. Uh, Mary? Sure. Cause you're, so you're, you're super in. Don't Money is not an excuse, because today, through the Google, you can find support groups and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. You can find in any local area, you can find groups that's walking and working out and doing all that. If you would just be accountable to someone, I mm-hmm. promise you, if you go Google, this, you'll start finding support groups that it won't cost you anything but your time to show up and your commitment. If you're committed to doing it, you don't have to uh, uh, pay someone. I did, but you don't have to. You just have to be committed to getting up, going, to do it. i give you a quick example. Lady works for us at our company. I've watched this lady for over 15 years. She's in her early 70s now. I've watched her for over 15 years. she get up and she'd get out there, and she walk five miles a day, even to this day, in mm-hmm. her uh, early 70s. She and two or three other ladies still doing that better through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So she, she decided to eat right, mm-hmm. and so she would bring to work the very same thing that these coaches are telling me. And so she would bring her lunch to work, and she would do that, and she don't have not one ounce of body fat on her that's out of place. So it's mm-hmm. not just that you have to. I just shared my story. Right. Please exactly. don't make it a financial decision that you can't do. Just go Google somebody in your area and see who's walking, who's exercising. And I, I promise you you'll find somebody that will be willing to help you. And, again, you don't have to get a special diet. I eat regular foods. I just had to learn how to eat them correctly and in the right way.
1: Portions
0: Mm about that that
1: makes the body burn the fat itself. Right, absolutely. Thank you, Mister Carey, for interjecting that because that is so key. Because we have to. Everybody's different, so once again, the key is praying. You you have to find what works for you. So, (laughs) once again, thank you for that. Um, Let's go to uh, your next one: financial wellness. (laughs) Okay.
0: Good. Well, that's that's really kind of. is I'm a financial person. And here is the thing, okay? Let's understand, number one, we use a term called personal financial success. Let me give everyone of your listeners a definition of this. That does not mean a million dollars. Personal financial success means that you have enough. We use a word called cash flow, but I'm going to use a word here called money to support whatever lifestyle you have chosen to live. Okay, so if you chose to live a lifestyle, if that lifestyle, you can afford that lifestyle on $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month, if that's what you chose to live your lifestyle on and do that, then you can, then if you you have a job that pay you $3,000 a month and you can live on two, then that's personal, you're on your way to personalized success now. So I want to think about it now. You, you don't need the two to live. Live inside of that mean. Do not not live inside of that mean. Don't say, well, if I make three, I'm going to live on four. That's what most folks do. That's what gets them in trouble. They have big wants that they can't afford to. They want more than they income will them. Now, then we must understand two things. God tells us very clearly where there is no vision, The people who have no ability to look into the future, they will perish when they get there. So when you're 25, when you're 35, and you're 45, if you don't have a vision of what finances are going to look like for you when you are 65, 75, or 85, if you don't have a vision, then you will perish. Because you will end up at 65 broke. But if you were to go back here now and say I was making three thousand dollars a month and you saved three hundred dollars a month, that's why I said you lived on $200, two hundred, two thousand dollars. But you saved three hundred. Well, you would have saved that three hundred dollars if you'd have saved it over forty-year working lifetime. You're going to make a lot of money. That is from twenty-five. 35 to 45 to 55 to 65, that's 40 years, you would have saved more than $400,000 to maybe a half a million dollars in your investment portfolio. Through compound interest and all of that, you would have somewhere between $400,000 and $500,000 in compound interest in your portfolio. And we have thousands of people. That have this example so now when you get to retirement age and you walk away from your job you can then draw off that money five percent return of investment and now you can draw over two thousand dollars a month off that money to continue your lifestyle without you having to work but see if you don't do this when you are young in your 20s and in your 30s when you get to your 50s Sixties and seventies, and especially if you have not done something dramatic by the time you get to be sixty-five, you are looking at living the twilight years of your life in financial struggles. So, what we do at our company is we try to teach people as early as we can get to them. The earlier we can get to them, the better. But we try to teach them what is personal finance success. And how they, remember, look at the word, it's personal. It's not mass marketed. It's not going to be taught at the church how to get personal financial success. It's not going to be taught at the job. It's it's personal financial success. So we want to get to them as early as we can and say, let's help you set up a plan for your years of how to live good today while you're working on whatever income you have and how to build a retirement portfolio that allows you to maintain your retirement or maintain your income into your retirement. So a person needs to have that. They don't necessarily mean any double million dollars. Notice in my example, I did not give a million-dollar example. So here's the bottom line to it. If you live on $2,000 a month, I call that $24,000. I'm going to call it $25,000 a year you need 20 times that amount in your retirement portfolio 20 times 25,000 will be $500,000 in your retirement portfolio you need $500,000 in your 401k in your IRA so when you retire you can then live and maintain after retirement that's what the, that's what the whole 401k is about that's what a retirement plan is about. It's not about I get Social Security and they give me $1,000 a month. It's about what do I put away during my working year so I can retire. So that's what we are Thank
1: you. Great. Thank you, Mr. Carey. Um, that's one of the things I love about my econ listeners is that personal. I remember, um, Miss Mary, I have a great testimony. I'm not going to give it though, but I just, that just when Mr. Kerry was speaking, um, about the personal is when, um, I took what I was taught. My econ taught me about, uh, credit restoration and I learned how to restore my credit. I did the work and my credit score went up. So that personal is very key. You're learning how to fix your stuff. Not getting somebody else or paying somebody else to do it, but you learn it. So that, that personal is very key. Um can I, can great. I here? Sure, sure. Okay. Here's here's why it's so important
0: that you learn. You would have to, let, let, let's be honest. Any person out here that thinks that somebody else whoever this somebody is, if it's not someone that they're married to and they're committed to them, if they think someone else have more love for your finances than you do, remember when someone else is charging you to do something, that's a business for them. They are, they're doing whatever they do so they can get paid. They don't want you to know how to do it. So if you don't ever learn how credit works, they know they'll get paid from you six, seven times in your lifetime. Because you will hire somebody six or seven times to fix your credit. And, Miss Mary, by you learn how to fix your credit, if you ever need to make adjustments to it along the way, you won't ever have to go hire anybody else anymore. Just like me with weight loss. I'm not going to have to hire anybody anymore. I'm going to maintain my weight. I'm going to maintain the discipline to do what I'm doing now. What I'm learning to do now, what I paid someone to do, I'm going to maintain that. Well, here, if you learn in my econ what to do, and you will maintain that all your life. And you would never have financial issues. We want to help you solve those financial issues. But it is about you learning and you doing, because it was not taught in school, and we walked out of school with no financial knowledge, and one day we became an adult. We started to work, we got a paycheck, and we thought, okay, I can now go get what Mama didn't have. Mama didn't have this, I'm going to buy me a nice car, they didn't have a nice car. Mama didn't have this, I'm going to buy me a big house. they didn't have a big house. We started saying, "I'm gonna buy me some nice clothes," and then somebody fills a credit card and says, "You qualified." And they said, "Oh, baby, I'm in now," and we just started spending. And then we look up one day, and I don't know about you, Miss Mary, but you, since you said that you were one of us, these baby boomers, this thing called sixty got here quick. This thing mm-hmm. called 60 days. real. Wow, we got <laughs> it real quick.
1: Yeah. I was like, whoa, am I, I running? I mean, I'm like, whoa. This thing got here quick. All right, yeah. let me tell you, I'm, I done zoomed on past there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. It see, to get fast and faster and
0: <laughs> faster. That thing got here quick. It ain't, it ain't. So anybody that's yep. in their 30s and 40s now, yep. don't worry. You'll be 60 real quick. Mm-hmm. it will
1: be like, whoa, what happened?
0: So you have mm-hmm. to discipline yourself now to do better.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And them, them 20s and 30s, man, I've been saying, if I had a, if I had a, <laughs> But you young people now listening, so we, we're telling you now. You're there at that age. Get started. Get started now. All righty. So, um, and the last one, Mr. Carey, is pre-planning and pre-arrangement. let me let me give a little more details. Um, when we talk about pre-planning and pre-arrangement, we know that God has given us this great life, um, and we are on a journey. and we one thing we all know. All of us are going to 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 leave this earth one day. So as we talk about, that's what we're talking about being prepared there, um, in that area.
0: Okay. Uh, well, that's a great question. Yeah, that's just really a great uh, question for all of me. Here's why. That was the first. That was the first part of personal finances that I started doing. I started out selling insurance, and the reason I was selling insurance is I thought everybody needed it. My mother bought insurance when we were uh, being raised. I didn't understand it at that time, but I always heard her talk about, you know, she had to pay the insurance man, and back in the old days, had someone to come through our neighborhood and pick up the money every week, looked like they would come through, and my mother had us give them a little money for the insurance policy. She kept that for us, and I didn't know what that was all about. But So when I joined the military, I thought, okay, if something happened to me, I need to make sure my mother has something. She doesn't really want me to join the military. None of her children have done that before, and I was the first to do it. So I bought an insurance policy. You know, the military had one on me. Then when I got married, I bought another insurance policy. Well, I did not understand what the need for insurance was. So let me be very clear that I listened. You need to buy insurance. To replace income that's what insurance is for is to replace whatever is being lost see when you buy homeowner's insurance you buy homeowner's insurance to recover if your house is burned down or if it's damaged into one of these natural disasters when you buy automobile insurance if you buy what they call full coverage that is if i wreck my car i have full coverage to get my well in my opinion as a last resort and a last resort only Should you ever buy what they call pre need or pre uh thermal policy, they call them a pre need policy. As a last resort, I would say you could buy that. But you should buy in the first place enough insurance to cover your income. So if your family is if something happened to you, your family needs your income. So the same rule I used about income earlier, twenty times earning, well, you need about twenty times earning an insurance. So again, if this family was uh, $2,000 a month, $25,000 a year, they would need a half a million dollar insurance policy. Now, that takes care of pre-need if they have a premature death. Well, if they had that, they would have enough money to do what people like to say call barriers, and they would have enough money left over to take care of the family because if they lose a loved one, they lost finances. It ain't just putting them in the ground. So a pre-need policy or what we call a bear policy plan, says you ten, twelve 10000 to $25,000 worth of insurance. And then they take most of that money and go give it to the insurance, I mean, give it to the fair home. And now the fair home got paid to put somebody in the ground. But I like to challenge all of our listeners to this question because I'm, I'm a little different in my thought processes, okay? it's nothing wrong with giving a loved one a barrel or whatever. But let me ask this question. If you take all of the money you have and give it to the cemetery or give it to the funeral home, what do you have to live on when that little one is gone? See, guys, we're talking about pre-me. Take care of this family. When I married my wife, I told her I was going to take care of her all the days of her life. It is my job to take care of my children all the days of my life. Now, they're grown now. I don't have to take care of them now. But my wife is still my wife. So if something were to happen to me, I am the income earner in the household. She needs to understand how does she keep on living if something happened to me. So I don't need to just make sure that the third home is covered. I need to make sure that the family is covered. So we need to buy enough insurance. Now, if we buy that when we are younger, it won't cost very much money at all. But if we wait until we get into our 50s and 60s and then start talking about buying it, now with our health being bad and those different things like that, it's going to be extremely high to talk about buying that coverage at that time. And now that's when it comes down to, they say, well, you can just buy one of these $10,000 pre-need policies and you ain't got to take no health issues and you just give us $200 a month and we can do it. Because you can never buy five hundred thousand dollars if you wait till you're in that uh, late fifties, early sixties, because that would cost you several hundred dollars a month, or maybe even a thousand, based upon health and all that. Even if you get approved, so we want people to understand that as early as possible, you should make a decision to cover yourself and your family with proper insurance. That includes having money inside that to barrel and do all that, but that allows a family to continue on if something happened to one or the other. And you need the coverage on both husband and the wife if something should happen to one of them prematurely. We don't know when, but as Ms. Mary, as you said, we do know that unless Jesus come back mighty quick, we have a date with destiny of death one day. Now, if Jesus comes back, And if we ain't gone, then he's going to wrap us up, and we won't have to worry about it. But if he does not come back anytime soon, we better be be prepared. So I would suggest to everyone, and if you need contacts to help find out more about these things, then you can reach out to me, and I'll give you some contacts. I don't sell insurance. I would not make one penny off. But I will give you some referrals of where you can get this done and won't get taken advantage of. That you can get competitive prices and everything and won't get taken advantage of. It's not something that I do. It's not something that I fail. I won't get a commission. I won't get a backdoor commission. I won't get nothing. But just because you're on Ms. Mary's podcast, if you reach out to me, I will be more than happy to do that. At the end of this program, I will leave my information where I can be reached if someone wants want to reach out to me for any information about finance. Thank you.
1: Wonderful. Mr. Carey, they get actually, uh, as a matter of fact, we have um, LaShawn was on the podcast uh, a couple of I guess it was last month. <laughs> so we okay. have some insurance people on the team, and actually uh, she was telling them about a uh, it's a new policy. Senior Life has now the whole prearrangement package you can okay. you can get. So, but uh, once again, you are going to leave your number. In just a few minutes, we are finishing up. That was our last area. But I have two more questions for you before we get to um, your information, because we certainly want you to do that um i want to ask uh this question what because we know people have different opinions about that and the world has a different view too um well people are the world but what does it mean to be successful in your opinion what does that mean to you to be successful okay all
0: right now let's talk success means first of all, again, I really believe this. I believe it must start with having a successful relationship with God. That ain't necessarily what church you go to. That's do you have a successful relationship with God? Because then if you do, you're gonna make decisions around what God says. You I I don't think you can be successful if you don't. See it doesn't matter if I got a millions of dollars but I don't ever do anything God wants. To me that's not that's not a very successful person. They have some money. But they have a horrible life. So number two, if I'm going to be successful, then the people around me, my my wife, my children, my parents, my siblings, my co-workers, I must treat them with respect. I must treat them with the same way God told me, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, not even what they do to you. I must do that. And then of course, it is a measure of money. You do need to have money because money answers all things, then you need to set yourself a stage of what type of lifestyle you want to live. Now, we don't know. We Okay, let's say we don't always know exactly what that means, but let's say that we know what $5,000 is about. We know what $1,000 about. We know what $5,000 is about. Well, if you say, I want me $5,000 a month. Well, when you get there, be happy with that. Don't now say, oh, boy, this just ain't nothing. I want 10000 in that because you're never going to be happy if you keep doing it. You're never going to be successful. So set up parameters of what success looks like to each individual. I think each individual should do that. And I certainly think that I ought to start with God and their family. And then we start looking at things like our health. We ought to set goals for that. And then we ought to set goals for finances. And so for finances, we ought to set whatever parameters we are comfortable with living with. It is nothing wrong with the person who makes $50,000 a year being happy and being complete. Because most people are in that array than it is in the million-dollar range. If the only way you can be happy is if you make a million dollars, then some people are never going to be happy because they're never going to make a million-dollar So success must begin and end with being a student of God's Word and apply it to your
1: life. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. All righty. Um, and the last question is, and, uh, this is about the fathers, goes to the fathers. Um, what is the difference between, we have this, I know I have this discussion sometime with different people. Um, and, and, and all of my friends were like, uh, most of us, a daddy's girls. So okay. the question is, what is the difference between a father and a daddy?
0: Okay, that's a great question, okay? All right, I think the daddy is the person who, who, who made the baby. I, think, I call it the daddy. They made the baby. But a father is the person who nurtured and cared for and loved and protected and raised a child and them, because I want to be clear. While my family and I was very blessed that we are the originals of our family, we are here, we did it here, together, we stayed together, many times they are blended family, and many times there was somebody who made the baby, I call him the daddy, and they walked away and didn't do anything, and some other person came in, some other man came in, and took on that family, and they nurtured those children, loved those children. And I know several of them in my own family. I see this in my own family. And those children call that person their father, more so than they do the person who was their daddy, who was the one who they was conceived by. Because to me, it's to nurture it. That's what fathers do. They stay in there with the family. They nurture. They do all of the loving care and protection. See, as a daddy's girl, you knew that you, you had someone who loved you and who protected you. But that person had to be someone in your life. And if it had to be your natural father or if it had to be uh, someone that is uh, a blended family. I just think the father does it all, you know, and stuff. I think that that mm-hmm. is the person. So that's my opinion. I
1: like that. Uh, the I, father I does it all. He the I daddy and all. the father. Yeah.
0: There's <laughs> no, there no end to what he doing. There's no end to what he do, And I see that in my family now because a lot of my loved ones have blended families. But those people have that second marriage many times was the one that worked out right. The first one sometimes didn't work out right. Yeah, we see but that one second else. one, people try to get it kind of right, and it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely see that a lot these days. That is, um, It is uncommon now to, to have the one <laughs> spouse, the same one, is the same. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I would agree.
0: I know that most of the people I know they don't have, they, didn't, they They were married multiple times, uh, and they, they got it right. Sometimes the second, perhaps the third marriage. But they said, I want to be married, and they got it right because they, they had standards of what they wanted, and they just didn't accept. Okay, yeah, you did that, and you did this, but you're supposed to do more than that. You've got to bring more to the table than that. The children need, and it ain't just the money. They need to know.
1: Absolutely.
0: Where am I going to sleep tonight? They need to know I got warm food in the house. I got clothing. I got this. I got the things I need. Mm. Even if I ain't got everything I want, I got what I need. Mm. And a father will provide those for a child. That's good. That's what our father in heaven does for us. Yeah. See, we don't call God our daddy. We call God our father. Yes. Our father who art in heaven. Yes. We cry out, Abba.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Abba, father. For so father takes care and loves and provides every day.
1: Okay? Wonderful, wonderful. And that's good. That's a great ending. Now, Mr. Carey, would you please tell the uh, our listeners now, this is your commercial plug, give them information on um, how they can contact you. And okay, good. All
0: right. Again, my name is Alvin Curry and I am the co-founder and chairman of a company called MyEcon, that's spelled M Y. E C O N, my econ Inc, and my website is Glory G L O R O Y dot my econ M Y E C O N dot net. My email that you can reach me is Trust T R U S T at my econ dot net. And my phone cell phone number that you can reach me by text. Please text me. And let me know that you heard it here and you would like me to call you back because I got a lot of calls and I'll handle them. If you text me, I'll call you back. 770 696 6380. Really quickly, glory.myecon.net. Trust at myecon.net is the email. And the phone number is 770 696 6380. Thank you, Ms. Mary, for having me on today. I really enjoyed our day.
1: Thank you, Mr. Carey. I appreciate you so much. Um, Mr. Carey, I'm going to let you go. I want you to hear this, though, before you go. Um, this is um, from my listeners know I always love to leave them with an a inspirational uh, message. And so this, ironically, we do, um, from Victim to Victory, does a, a quarterly devotional that we, we mail out. Um, And so this morning, um, my (laughs) devotional, I I just said, look at God. So today, and we just begin our new quarter in June. And so this just really um, just how God does. (laughs) He just lines everything up. This is entitled um, God Will Guide. And the scripture with it is Isaiah 52 Thirteen And, guys, listeners, I hope you still got your pencils and paper because we got several scriptures, and it's just great. So you're going to want to jot these scriptures down. I hope you will. And um, the scripture, Isaiah 52, 12, and this is, they have the New King James Version is what they're using. And it begins, you shall not go out with haste. Listen to this under God will guide you. It says, when you're under pressure and tempted to move too quickly. If you stop and pray, you'll hear God saying, "You should not go out with haste, for the Lord will go before you, and be your rear guard." God, excuse me, your rear guard. What an awesome promise! God goes before you to prepare the way and comes behind you to correct your mistakes and redirect your steps. When you're about to make a wrong turn, his word says, we can go out, we can, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And that comes from Proverbs 16, verse 9, and that's the NLT version. It goes on to say, If you let him, God will overrule your decisions and reroute you when necessary. When you don't have what it takes to get the job done, his promise is the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. You will be known as a rebuilder and a restorer. Isaiah 58:11 through 12. And that's also the NLT version. And it goes on to say, when you've, ran, when you've run out of answers and don't know what to do, He reassures you, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise and watch over you. And that's Psalms 32 verse 8. Same NLT. Then it goes on to say, when the load you're carrying is too much to bear, you'll hear his voice saying, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. And that's Psalms fifty-five twenty-two. But in order to hear his voice, you'll have to reorder your priorities. Sacrifice lesser things and tune out other voices. But you must do it because nothing is more important than knowing in your heart that God is guiding you. So... All that we've talked about, all the wonderful tips, powerful, empowering um, information that Mr. Carey has given us, he shared with us about uh, his journey. That just went, let God guide. The whole, you know, we put God first. God first. The order is God first, family, yourself. And then your finances. But everything else will fall. You have to have God first. We talk about that all the time. The first step to this program every week is making sure that you have accepted him as Lord and Savior. So I want to thank you once again, Mr. Carey, for uh, coming, sharing with me. And I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go now. But I just wanted you to see how God just lined up everything, the order of everything. He is a great orchestrator. If we would just listen, if we just give it to him and let him um, just guide us, guide us. So, all righty, uh, listeners. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I was honored to be here. I really thank you. And you have a great day and a great uh, rest of June. Thank you. And happy Father's Day.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. All righty, guys. So that is awesome. I am so excited about the rest of our month. We just kicked it off once again. That's Mr. Av and Kerry. He is the co-founder of uh, My Econ, one of our companies. I'm always talking to you about uh, My Econ uh, Inc., based right here in Atlanta, Georgia. But we have um, sisters and brothers. We have all over. Uh, the country, the world, and so he um, it, it just wonderful, you know, wonderful personal that finance, financial, uh, uh personal finance, personal financially successful, um, is his big goal for us and it's very key to living our lives abundantly and victoriously so i have had a ball i hope you have enjoyed it Uh, miss mary is going to um because we are (laughs) it has been lengthy but hey we've enjoyed it i'm just going to remind you to once again go to the website and what i'm going to ask them to ask something different this month i usually ask you to make sure that you are inviting people specifically this month i want you to focus on the fathers and the men because they all need to you know you want to make sure that you are sharing with them continue to share with people but send it to all your 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 male friends uh, ladies and uh, your husbands and Uh, Just make sure the guys get these podcasts this month because we already see uh, it is going to be powerful. And so uh, that's what we're all about, once again, teaching, uh, educating on how to live abundant, victorious lives. And we know that the man, the male, the fathers are so key. Um, That's God's plan to be uh, in that household uh teaching and leading and guiding um his family Alrighty, righty so guys um i love you i i'm not going to take like i said i'm not going to take up uh, too much time today just remember to go on on like i used to do during the announcements and reminding you of um to visit our website just go visit the website and you know when you get to the website Click the resource center and you can get to all of the things that I normally remind you about. Um, the website, let me give you that. Make sure you get there from victim, the number two, victoryllc.com. That's from victim to victory llc.com. I'm so excited. We'll make sure I give that to you again. Make sure I'm giving it correct. And I want to say thank you to all of you, my listeners, all of you for all you do, your prayers, your donations. We love you. And uh, remember to tune in um, each week and to share. Alrighty. So this is Miss Mary. I am your host and your holistic uh, coordinator. I love you. I'm sounding off. And um, you guys be blessed. I love you. Take care of yourself. Until next time, take care of yourselves and be safe. All righty. And I love you once again. I love you guys. Be blessed. All righty. Bye-bye.